Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Love Letters 2, your daily delight of a history podcast dedicated to the wonderful and unexpected. It's a love letter to the people, places, and events of our past, which should be celebrated. In today's episode, continuing through our month of dynamic duos, it is a love letter to one of the most famous pairs in rhyme. Are Jack and Jill just two klutzy kids going to fetch a pail of water, helpless to the aftermath that ensues? Or are there possibly deeper meanings or messages hidden inside of this fabled two-stanza poem? I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me for this love letter to Jack and Jill right after a brief word from our sponsors. Dear Jack and Jill, We long have wondered why, oh, why you actually went up that hill. Was it really for water? And Jill, why, oh, why did you tumble after Jack? Didn't you see him break his crown? There must be so much more to your story. We may never know the full truth behind your tale, but it must involve more than just two kids being clumsy on their way to fetch some water. For years, people have speculated what your ill-fated adventure is actually telling us, and it's never as innocent as it sounds. Too bad you will never be able to tell us what you two were actually doing on that hill. There are a few things we think we know for sure. Number one, Jill was first called Gil, but quickly changed. Number two, your story was first told sometime in the 18th century. And number three, English-speaking children across the world have told your tales set to a recognizable musical tune ever since. Your influence and prevalence cannot be denied. That little star that goes twinkle twinkle in the sky may be the only thing with which we are more familiar. But just like that little star, we also wonder what and who you are. During a time when people could not openly discuss their complaints, They had to be a little cleverer about expressing their woes. Jack and Jill, you may have served as the perfect fist to throw a few subtle blows. What angered the people during your time? What would make them pen your rhyme? Money is always a good place to start. People have never liked to pay taxes. Alcohol has always been a favorite, so one theory combines human nature's affection for drinking along with its desire to hold on to their cash. Let me explain. King Charles I of England wanted to raise taxes on alcoholic beverages before he lost his head. Most people don't know that a gill was a term commonly used for a quarter-pint measure of liquid, and only those alive then used the word jack to mean a jackpot or double jigger, which was also a measure of liquid equal to a half pint. Could it be just a coincidence that a jack and a gill were both terms used to measure a liquid's volume, the very thing that Charles I was attempting to tax? Parliament was not on the king's side, but the foolish king had not yet realized that he should not tempt his fate. By the time he did, 
it was a little too late. Although his execution was not based solely on this, it may not have helped the case of Charles I to tax the people on one of their only pleasures. Historically through time, it's not a good way to make friends. When Parliament told King Charles no, he simply decided that he would get his way just through different means. Instead of a new tax, King Charles reduced the volume that a jack could hold. He did this by lowering the imperial measure of the half-pint line, which was symbolized with a crown. Well, this theory's kind of shaping up and making some sense, because when Jack lost his crown, it wasn't about a boy on that hill at all. The reduced volume of a gill was next on the chopping block, which explains how Jill came tumbling after. This clever way around Parliament essentially allowed the king to charge more for the exact same amount of alcohol. People were not happy. But unlike Jack, King Charles kept his crown and his head for a little bit longer. Now, the timing on that theory all works out and it makes sense, but this isn't the only theory that attempts to explain who you are and what you were actually doing on that hill. To explore the next one, we must cross the English Channel and visit France. In the late 1700s, France was in the midst of a violent revolution. Heads were being lost quickly and cleanly thanks to the new invention of the guillotine. Ironically, a French doctor named Joseph Guillotine was alarmed by the violence taking place and sought to develop a way to kill people more efficiently and humanely. His death machine bears his name. During this time, the people who preferred to keep their heads solidly on their shoulders did so by mostly keeping their mouths shut. Criticizing those who dropped the infamous blade was definitely a thing to avoid. So rhymes and songs were made to express negative feelings or to spread information and a type of secret code. Believers of the second theory think that the lyrics of your song aren't about you, Jack and Jill, at all, but instead about King Louis XVI and his wife, Queen Marie Antoinette. Sadly, they really did live at the wrong time to be royalty in France and were both sentenced to death. They literally lost their crowns and then they lost their heads. This explanation is much darker than the first. What's a little extra tax on your drink compared with a trip to the guillotine in a wagon? While the rumors of Jack and Jill actually being Louis and Marie Antoinette continue to persist, big problems with this theory also happen to exist. Most importantly, that the song about you two kids on an errand for water was published about 30 years before the Reign of Terror in France. Because of the timeline, it is unlikely that you two are actually an ill-fated king and queen destined to be executed. Phew, that's a relief, especially for you. Let's go ahead and explore another possibility. Some say there's actually a Jack and Jill Hill that inspired your popular rhyme. The hill is in a town called Kilmersden in Somerset, England, and the real Jack and Jill lived there. This is a sad story, and we do hope it all isn't true. According to the local folklore, you, Jack and Jill, were a married couple happily expecting a child 
If the lore is to be believed, Jack had a tragic accident and died on his way to fetch some water. Heartbroken over the loss of her beloved, Jill died shortly after giving birth to their son. The entire village of Kilmerston joined together to raise the baby after both of his parents had died. The town actually put a plaque up to you both in 2020. There is one final theory of how you came to be known, and this one involves a king that we love to hate. You guessed it, Henry VIII. If this theory is true, you two are much older than previously thought. According to this explanation, you were first written about around 1510. Everyone knows that Henry VIII was not exactly shy about executing his enemies and foes. This is exactly what happened to his father, Henry VII's ministers, Edmund Dudley and Richard Empson. Who knows what they had done, but Henry VIII claimed it was treason. Both Dudley and Empson were beheaded on Tower Hill in August of 1510. If this theory holds any truth, you aren't actually Jack and Jill at all, but just two of the many who got in the way of a vindictive king determined to kill anyone who threatened his power. We must accept that you will be with us forever and that you will also keep us guessing about your truth. So I'll leave you both with this final thought. Whether you were written as merely a complaint against a greedy king, a cautionary tale of danger in the air, or a way of spreading news of an execution, there aren't many partners so familiar to so many. Here's to you, Jack and Jill, the tale of you both going up that hill, just like the twinkling little star in the sky, will continue to make us wonder who you are. Thanks, friends, for tuning in to this episode of Love Letters 2. Until we meet again, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings. Stay in love.